Welcome back to the NFL Warren Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Stopsky. Uh, before I introduce my uh, glorious co-host, I uh, want to apologize. I, I, was, you know, I said I'd post this early in the day. Um, I jinxed myself by saying I had to handle this dad thing. My daughter got sick. Uh, she's fine, like sick, but it just makes my days super fucking long. Uh, and also, uh, where Matt and I were this week, uh, I got burned to a fucking crisp. So no video right now. I'll redo these videos later in the week once uh, once I stop peeling. Uh, but my co-host, Matt Giantina, is with me today. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Fantastic. I also, yeah, got burnt this weekend at the Downstate Classic Showcase. Uh, I don't have the dad responsibility, so I definitely can't complain uh, to where you're at. But um but yeah, this weekend was a lot of fun, and it was good to uh, see a lot of people from the tri-state area compete. It was great for the high school athletes, and uh, we had a good time for sure. Yeah, yeah. But before we hop into the AFCs here, uh, real quick on the Downstate Classic. Yeah. Were you impressed with the number of kids that had uh, not that showed up, the number of kids that were like quality college players? Mm. Yeah, you know, I think um, I think for me, you know, when you look at a lot of sports and I'll, I'll compare basketball, let's say to football. And I talked to a lot of high school coaches about this. Um, you know, you could get one division one player to take over a basketball game, you know, from, from the high school level where in, in high school for football, you could have, especially where we live in the tri-state area and stuff, you could have five, six, seven division three recruits and have that same impact. But my point is you still need more of them, right? But you don't necessarily need that division one guy. And I think when we went to the downstate classic, we saw a lot of low level division one type players, Patriot league, and and maybe some Ivy league guys and, you know, that FCS level, right? Um, some, some, not all, a lot of, you know, division three, um, and this area, there's not a lot of division two, right? So we don't see a lot of guys go quote unquote division two football, unless it's right. like that PSAC league, which is fairly close, but it's a little less common for a kid to go division two in our area of the country, just because there's not as many division two schools. Right. So I think, you know, you, you had a really w- very high quality division three football players there. Um, you know, obviously probably some division two kids. And then, uh, you had some, a very small pocket of, um, F FCS kids and, and maybe a sprinkle of three, four, maybe FBS kids, maybe. Yeah. The, the E-Hall and the Cardinal Hayes kids. Yeah. Have, right. They have a shot to probably play, um, yeah. FBS, maybe, maybe sneak into the power five. I think right. a few are probably going to be power five, um, there are, there are already three that I feel pretty confident are going to be Power Five. Not saying like Alabama, Auburn, or, or Florida sure. Power Five, but you know ACC guys. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, ACC definitely can see that. Um, yes. But it was a really good event. You know, it was uh, at Sachem North, which is awesome. I love that uh, that school field. Uh, the only issue with Sachem North Field is that it's on top of that hill. So yeah, no uh, on days where it's where it's hot, it's brutally fucking hot. On days when it's windy, it's fucking windy. Like there's really when I coached the all-star game there, it was yeah. cold as fuck. Um, yeah. So that was, you know, I, I have not, I have not left Satan North's field without my face being red from either burning or just like frostbite. So, yeah, uh, well, but it was, it was, good, it was a good time. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great time. And, and those guys did a really nice job. It's, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find a, another showcase like that um, throughout the country that just has really good quality 
um, you know, timing for the 40 yard dash verified laser top technology stuff. And, um, Brian Hawkins does a great job with oh, he killed it. the filming and, and putting that out for the kids and, and all free, you know, he doesn't, in terms of getting, getting the film to the kids, he's not charging them extra. He's not doing that type of stuff. So, um, where a lot of people usually take advantage, you know, Brian's not about that. He wants to really make it fair. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's really great. So, uh, kudos to those guys. Yeah. And I, and I really want to stress that to people that haven't been like in the recruiting, uh, you know, part of the game, um, find someone like, like Brian that, that really looks out for the kids and is not, you know, nickel and diamond for everything is, is not common. That is actually very rare. Um, especially when it comes to D3 and D2 kids, right? Because those are the kids that are really trying to get their name out there. And you see a lot of coaches and combines just squeeze money out of those kids. You know, the FCS kids and the FBS kids are, are going to be invited. They're going to go. They'll be fine. But it's always those D3 kids and D2 kids that end up, you know, kind of paying out the ass uh, for, for these things. So. Uh, you know, kudos to, to Brian, man. It was a great, uh, a great event. I'm excited to see the other ones he's doing. I think he's got like four more, like in the pipeline. So, yep. uh, excited for it. Uh, before we hop into AFC East, yep, did the NFC East last week. So I know you're a New York Giant fan. I, I want to yeah. throw you out what I predicted. Okay. I want to, I want to see your reaction. Okay. Seven wins. For the Giants is, is where I'm having them right now, and the re- reason I say that is that I think Joe Shane uh, has done a phenomenal job getting those foundational pieces, but they're young pieces, and it's going to take some time to develop. I think the 2024 class—I I, I don't think they, they have to add a ton of people. I think it's just a year of development. Yeah, 2024, and I feel better about them. Um, and I think that the last year's record was a little inflated with the, I think, six of the first ten at home. This year, the seventh and first nine on the road, probably going to have a bit of regression. Uh, and with the MCE still being pretty good, uh, at least with, with the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be competitive, Washington not so much. Um, I think seven is is probably is, is probably fine where, where I see this end. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, I, I always hate doing this type of stuff um, just because, you know, you never know. I mean, you know, you know, some guy goes down, God forbid, with an injury. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's so many different things from another standpoint of other teams. And, uh, I mean, there's been times where it's like, oh, you don't want to get the, you know, the Packers this week. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, broke his collarbone that one year and they beat the, you know, Packers. And it was, I mean, there's so many things. That's, that's why it's just so tough. I mean, um, last year, I, at the beginning of the year, I, I think along with many people would have predicted the Giants would have beaten the Lions, right? Or, uh, you know, the Lions or a lot of people, if they saw the Lions on your schedule, it was probably going to be a win where right. the Lions are going to be one of those better teams in the NFC. You know, they showed that last year and they're going to probably show that again, even more so this year. So, you know, you never know there, there could be teams like that on your schedule. I have, I have no idea who that may be. Um, you know, I think, you know, the AFC East is definitely not going to be an easy one. Um, I think, you know, where the Giants have to take advantage are, you know, the Cardinals, right? Uh, the Commanders, they do really pretty well against them historically. Um, the Packers with a pretty inexperienced, I'll say, quarterback. Um, the Rams who seem to be, you know, maybe more of a rebuilding mode. 
those are the types of games that, you know, if you're a Giants fan, you know, you got to also see like what San Francisco looks like, right, with the quarterback situation. So, right, right. I mean, there's a lot of things there that, you know, uh, there's a lot of factors, but those games that I mentioned specifically are games that I would say are must win for Giants, the Giants um, off the rip. Um, you know, Vegas is another team that comes to mind. You got to kind of win that game, in my opinion. You know, those are games you can't afford to lose, you know, especially when you have teams like, you know, the Bills and the Seahawks who, you know, historically the Giants don't do that well against or you know, the Patriots are always tough and, and the Eagles twice, of course. So, um, you know, that's a really, really tough schedule. And, and you know, we'll see. Um, I actually like their preseason schedule a lot. I think, you know, doing that preseason game with the Lions, right, and that preseason practice will really ramp up, I think, for them and kind of kick their butts uh, a little bit to get them get them going for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And yeah, this is this is regardless of injury here. Like I don't know if someone if someone goes down, if like Aaron Thomas goes down, you know, yep. that that greatly impacts sure. uh, what happens here. So uh, let's go to the AC East. Um, so how I do this, Matt? Well, because I I mentioned the podcast last week, but you know, new audience, and I'll mention to you as well. Uh, how I do this is I don't look at schedule. I don't. I take out coaches, um, I, anything like that. This is just based on roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's based on a formula uh, that I used uh, when I, after doing some research on Super Bowl teams, um, last year we did pretty well, or I did pretty well uh, with my my hits and misses. I would say about you know two thirds of the teams I got like pretty right. Um, so I, I updated, made it. Well, no, I, I think made it better. We'll find out in the year. Maybe I fucked it up, uh, but I think made it better. Uh, so this is just completely, this is not looking like a oh, win here, loss here, win here. This is just, because, you know, as you said, sometimes you think you'll beat a team, but they're much better than you expect. And there's a team on the city you thought you would lose to, but they suck. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's just, it's really over the course of the 17 game season. Um, yeah. So we'll start with New England. And the reason I want to start with them, because I projected eight wins. They got eight wins right in the money. Uh, this year, I'm projecting New England at seven. Uh, I don't think this is a very good roster. Uh, now, listen, seven's not bad. Seven to nine is like the middle class of the NFL. That That's, you know, any team that I put seven wins, if they finish at nine wins, does not surprise me, right? It's when you project 12 wins and they end up being four, right? That That's like, that's the problem. But seven yep. to nine wins is like the middle of the NFL. Um, yep. I do think New England's more on the bottom of the middle class. Uh, now they do have some very good, like positions. Like their safety position is nuts, right? With yep. uh, Duggar and Peppers, uh, like that's just a really good safety group. Um, yeah. But the rest of their team isn't that good. Like it's it's a very average across the board team, uh, and even in areas where like they're a little better, they're like at expected level, right? Like it's so it's not like like Hunter Henry is good, but Hunter Henry is like not where you really want, right? At, at, like at your tight end spot at this point, like you need like yeah. these elite tight ends, and like Hunter Henry is a good well, tight end, but he's nothing compared to Travis Kelsey, right? So even well, like on spots like that, you know, it's like ah, oh, not not great. Um, their line is okay. Um, you know, David Andrews and uh, Mike Owenu is is are they good players? Um, but the rest of that line is. Eh, you know, it's it's not it's not nothing great there. Like uh yeah. and then looking at the defensive line, 
you know, like, like their edge rushers are super deep, right? With Judon, yep. Wise, Uj, White, and Jennings, like that's that's five guys who can legit go. Uh, sure. With Judon being like one of the best, um, but you put that all together, and I think you get a pretty average roster uh, compared to the peers, uh, especially especially in the AFC East, which I think is the best division in football. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think you know I really like what they did in the draft. To be honest, I think. In terms of the AFC East draft-wise, I think they had the best draft, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Where they got Christian Gonzalez, right? Like, um, Keon White, I liked a lot. Even, you know, um, Marte Mapu, like some guy that a lot of people didn't know about, right? Um, they did a really nice job. Like, I feel like this could be that foundational piece for them draft-wise that kind of helps elevate their roster for the future and kind of puts them back into that. I don't think that they're going to be in that upper echelon anymore. I just don't the quarterback mm-hmm. position uh, to me like that, that that's their biggest um, that's their biggest question mark. Like what, what are they right. going to get out of Mac Jones? Right. Uh, that to me has always been kind of the biggest thing. And then you look at like the wide receiver room, super underwhelming, right? Devonte mm-hmm. Parker, um, is a guy who, you know, quality pro, but he's not going to put up great big numbers. Um, Juju is, you know, again, he's not going to be overly amazing. You know, if he got you a thousand yards, I mean, I think you'd sign up for that if that was the case. Um, but no, nothing is going to really burn you in that offense. You know, when you're, when you're game planning against that offense, it's like, you're not, there's not a one guy that you're going to key. I guess it would be Juju. Um, but Keishon, you know, Butte from uh, LSU was a, another really big bright spot that I think they could hit on. You know, he's a he's an ascending star. Um, but I would agree. I, I think that they're probably in that seven to nine, and I would say even honestly closer to that seven, like you said. Um, you know, again, I think that they'll they'll take advantage just because of coaching. You know, from like the the Colts point of view, I think that they could steal one from, you know, Washington for sure. Um, the Broncos, you got to see what's going on with them. Um, you know, and I, and I think that they'll do some damage in, in the AFC East. I do. I think Bill is just really good with that stuff. And then he knows those teams inside and out, but uh, having the NFC East is a tough one for them. And then obviously having the AFC West um, is really, really difficult too. So that's going to be a tough schedule, um, and and of course they had the Steelers in there. So I think personally they're a little bit more towards that lower end of that seven win team. Um, I would actually go more to the five to seven win uh, area um, for them. So they're they're in that lower echelon for me, um, like to the below average average type team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, and I think you know with Devin McCourty leaving, um, you know when I update these at the end of uh the preseason like once once the 53 man roster is set uh, i redo this because you now there are guys that you thought would be on the team they get cut or guys get hurt or, or, or whatever uh it wouldn't surprise me if this team drops to six wins in the projections yeah. Yeah. um right now they're right on the bubble at seven um honestly even when i I'm, to be fair i haven't like gone through and redone it without mccordy it wouldn't surprise me if this drops to six even like right now so We'll see, but but where they can get better, right? If this, you know, where this can miss, um, if Christian Gonzalez hits in year one, right? If Mac yep. Jones can go back to what he was in his rookie year, yep. then this team is absolutely in the running for nine wins. 
Yes. Off the bat from those two. Um, but I'm not going to project that because that would be a ridiculous projection. Um, you know, looking at the 2022 draft, obviously you had some great players in that draft. Yeah. Like Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, um, and Tariq Woolen. Uh, only three players from that draft I have as plus starters, like right, right. now, right? So it's just, it's hard. There's just not a lot of guys in year one become plus starters. A lot of guys who do start, who sure. become average players, high level French players, uh, high level rotational players in year one, uh, but not many guys become plus starters. Uh, to think that, you know, just because they got Christian Gonzalez, so they did, he'll be a plus starter year one is not a great prediction. Sure. Uh, but that, but if he does turn out to be that way, then I absolutely think that they could get, uh, you know, nine wins. Uh, absolutely. Um, moving on to Miami, projecting at ten wins last year, they had nine wins. Um, I, honestly, if the two doesn't get hurt, they probably had ten wins. But yeah. it is what it is. Um, this year, I have them at twelve and a half wins, which is wow. Uh, spoiler alert. Dolphins, Jets, and Bills are all like ranked around the top, sure. Um, based on the rankings, um, they have a very good roster, like top to bottom. the The Dolphins like have a, have a very solid roster. Also, the receivers with with Hill and Waddle might be the best combination of two receivers in in the league. Like that, those are two guys. That, you know, Hill, yeah. Hill, you could say is you know in the upper tier. Blue tier, yep. and then Waddles like maybe right here below them, but like they're sure. insanely good. Um, their O line's okay. You know, Toronto Armstead's very good. Uh, Connor Williams is good. Um, yeah, they're, they're more deep than anything. Yep. Um, and then honestly, what what scares me about this roster, it's in a good way, is that I don't think Bradley Chubb has played. Like up to standard in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he does at with uh Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins on that line, yeah, this defense becomes just crazy scary. Yeah. Um, which I think he's gonna have to do, right? If the, if the Dolphins want to win East, uh you need Bradley Chubb to, to click on and be what we all thought Bradley Chubb could be. Uh, he has yep. had flashes of that, but nothing great. Uh I'll say that they have <laughs> Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, which is Again, two of the best in their position. Right. Um, and then also with uh, Javon Holland at, at free safety. This this team is is excellent. Um, across the board, an excellent team. But even saying that, they still might be the third best team in the East. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the thing that is so interesting about this division, right? A, a team that you're talking about has so much uh, depth on their roster and really such talent on their roster. You know, I always, you know, being an O-line guy, I always look at kind of the O-line first, right? And Teron Armstead is a, is a stud. Um, Liam, Liam Eikenberg, you know, a guy from Notre Dame who plays left guard for them, uh, second-round pick from last year. Um, you know, I think he he could be a guy that, you know, develops. Connor Williams from Dallas is their center. And then Robert Hunt, who I know has been pretty decent, um, but I feel like that middle of the of the line there, that interior line, could be a little shaky for them. So mm-hmm. to me, um, like Connor Williams doesn't really like give me two thumbs up. You know, he could be a wishy washy kind of guy. Um, and again, when you have a quarterback into a Tonga Vailoa who 
I'm not going to say he has injury history because I you know he had a really bad concussion. Crazy, crazy year. year. Yeah. Right, crazy year. I don't want to label him like that. But when you have someone with that severe of an injury, that fragile, I guess you'd say, um, you really want to make sure that middle of that that uh, offensive line is bolstered up, right? And that that to me is a is a concern right from the jump, right? I I will say that for sure. Um, but in terms of skill players on the offense, right? I mean, you mentioned it; those guys are tremendous speed. You know, they can they can kind of do it all. They added Braxton Berrios, who will help them even in the return game if they want to. Maybe not put you know one of their their star guys out there. Um, and then defensively, I, I thought when you talked about Bradley Chubb, you know, I, I thought you saw a little bit more of a motivated Bradley Chubb with Miami. You know, I, I agree he hasn't played up to, to standard, but um, he, he's definitely another guy who, you know, can definitely keep ascending, right? They added David Long in free agency, a tremendous three-down linebacker. Uh, of course, Jalen Ramsey, you know, that's the, the, big, uh, the big fish. Um, and Cam Smith, I think, could come in and, and kind of be that slot corner right away out of South Carolina. They drafted him this year. I really like him a lot. Um, and then, you know, I, I believe they also got Devin uh, a chain from um, – I hope I'm saying his name right – but from Texas A&M, another running back who I, I really liked a lot, super fast player, and he really fits that offense really well. So – I think that they're really they're ascending. Um, again, you know, it's going to come down for them. It's going to come down to how they do in those AFC East battles with the top echelon with them, the Jets mm-hmm. and the Bills, right? So again, I, I could see them being, you know, in that nine to nine to eleven win type thing. I know you had them at, I think you said what, twelve and a half. Twelve and a half, yeah. Twelve and a half. So I, I could see that for sure. I think that's a little bit high end for them, um, but. You know, clean slate. I I could see twelve. You know, with with no factors really put into it. Um, but I would say maybe they could be a little bit lower than that by a game or two. Or nothing too crazy. Um, but I like this roster. I think um, they're going to continue to shore up the interior of that offensive line and uh, continue to build it through t- uh, Tua. And that'll be the question mark, right? Because there were some things about that last year. Is Tua kind of the guy moving forward? We'll see. Um, but I, I think it should be, and I think he's done a really good job over there. Yeah, I, I think that it does really go by Tua, right? If Tua can stay healthy, first of all, and then play yep. at a high level, yep. um, you know that that will separate them and and possibly become the AFC's champions. I, I agree. Twelve and a half is probably a little, is probably a little rich, uh, only because you know when you have three great teams like Miami, New York, and Buffalo who play each other uh, twice a year. Um, you're just going to have some guys are just going to fall, right? Like, so it wouldn't surprise me if they end up being a 10 win team. Uh, if, if they were a nine win team, I'd be a little surprised. I think they're better than a nine win team, but a 10 win team, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I expect them to be in the playoffs. Yep. 100%. They should be in the playoffs. Yep. Um, the next team, again, 12 and a half wins projected, uh, is the New York Jets. So actually, I'm going to go to them first. We're going to Bills. Uh, so the Jets, I had at four wins last year, they had seven. Uh, and the reason why I missed that much is really just Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner coming on and being incredible players yeah. in year one. Like Sauce Gardner, not just being like good. Sauce Gardner was possibly the best corner. Yeah, he was. I would say he was. I don't even yeah. think. Yeah, no doubt. So, so that alone jumps you from a four to a seven, right? It takes you from a bottom tier team to an average team. Uh, yeah. This now I have him at twelve and a half. Tied with the Dolphins. I have a, a rung above them, but like barely. 
Um, and a lot of that has to do with the overall offense, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers being there now. Uh, Garrett Wilson, obviously, we, we know what he is now, so we can project that a little bit better. Um, Alan Lazard, uh, Nicole Hartman, Corey Davis. Like this is, this is a good receiving core. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Conklin's also a pretty good tight end. He's not, again, not Travis Kelsey, I think, but still a very good tight end. Um, and then, you know, the, the, where you start to kind of question it is, again, the line. But the one thing I will say about their offensive line is that it, I think it's super deep. Like, I yeah. think there's nine linemen, like, on this yeah. on this roster right now that I feel good about. Like, I, I think you know, Dwayne Brown, Lincoln Tomlinson are, are the best of, of the bunch. But, you know, Joe Tippin, Vera Tucker, Mitchell, Beckton, McGovern, Schweitzer, Kajus, like, those are all really guys. Another guy that yeah. They added, yep. Yeah, like th- those are guys that like if you told me they were starting, I'm like yeah, that's good. Those are yeah. and that's yeah, that's not seven guys. Um, yeah. Now, most likely, all of those guys won't make it to the 53 man roster. A couple will probably get cut, but so that's a very deep line. That's a very yeah. deep line, and yep. you have a, and you know we know what Eric Tucker projected to be, and you know he's still very young. Was only drafted uh, two drafts ago. It takes guards about to the third or fourth year, or most linemen, to the third or fourth year to really show what they can do. So this is going to be kind of the year for Vera Tucker. Becton, you know, we know what Becton can be. Yes. He just can't be healthy, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, well, and I think the one thing to add, too, Matt, about yeah, yeah. Tucker, he was hurt last year, right? Exactly. He was out yeah. all year. So for him, this is really his – is it technically his third year, but it will really be his second? Yeah, it's like it's, right. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so there you go. But it's a it's it's a good it's a good lineman. It's a good the line group um, with some potential there, right? And as sure. we um, tip in the top fifty pick this year, you, you expect him to be good. But again, centers you know, sometimes you get some great centers off the bat, right? Uh, yeah. Frederick was a great center off the bat. Uh, Creed Humphrey great center off the bat. Will he be that? I don't know. I don't. I, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and then on the defense, the defense is probably where I have the most concern. Um, I I like Jermaine Johnson. I hope he comes on as that like number one edge rusher. I don't really love Carl Lawson. I think he's okay, um, but no one really scares me uh, on that edge group, right? I like you know between Lawson, Johnson, Myers, Huff, and Will McDonald. Um, Will McDonald. If he can come on and be good, like one of these guys has to step up, right? You don't need two great edge rushers, but you need one at least plus edge rusher. And right yeah. now, I don't see one. Uh, I see a lot of guys with potential, but nothing there yet. And then in the interior, you're great, right? You have Quinn Williams. You don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Quinn Williams is, is, is more than enough uh, to help the interior. Um, but that defensive line group, like that, you know, one of those guys being a plus edge rusher. Yep. I think puts this team in, in contention with Buffalo for the, the AFCs. Also, I think they're already there, but like you need that edge rusher, right? You especially yeah. with an offense like Buffalo. Sure. Right? I would agree. And I think, you know, really interesting, you know, with this team too, like, you know, we talked about the O line and um like Tipman, I think, was the perfect fit for them in terms of uh running that outside zone scheme that um you know, uh, what's his name? Nathaniel Hackett, right, is going to run uh, there. So he's a guy who I think, um, you know, will kind of go and, and be really good for them. And we talked about it. Dwayne Brown, you know, does still concern me because just because of his age. Yeah. Um, thinking about the roster, um, you know, their receiver group 
of course, Lazard and Wilson, I think, are surefire things. But there's still question marks around Corey Davis, if he's going to be on the team, right? There was talks about them getting rid of him or, you know, Miko Hardman. You know, some people peg as a one-trick pony. Uh, Randall Cobb, his age, obviously, right? Denzel Mims hasn't been what they thought he would be. So in terms of the wide receiver group, I think it's deep and it has a potential to be deep and productive. But I think right now there's still a lot of question marks there. Same thing with that O-line. Vera Tucker's health. Hopefully he comes back 100%. Becton, I know he looks apparently like a Greek god now and not like a fat mess who walked out of a McDonald's. Um, but, you know, he's another guy who if he can be three-quarters of the player that they expect him to be, he'll be good. Um, their tight end group is, is really interesting. Conklin, Uzama, Jeremy Ruckert, local Long Island kid. And then the Zach, Zach uh, Kuntz, who I really liked out of Old Dominion, I believe. It was. He's a nice little projected uh, tight end for that could possibly do some good stuff for them as well. Um, but yeah, when you talk about the defense, they added Chuck Clark, who I liked a lot from Baltimore. Again, not a big time playmaker in the secondary, but um, DJ Reed was, I thought, really good last year, opposite oh, of very good. Gardner. Yeah. Um, liked him a lot. Uh, what scares me a little bit is their their nickel, you know, player. Um, you know, Michael Carter, the second, not the running back, the the corner, but you know, he, he's a guy who scares me a little bit at the, at that nickel spot. Um, and then you, you talked about it, but no one's wowing you out of that group of, uh, edge rushers. I think the majority of the pass rush is going to come from Quinn Williams. Um, and obviously that he's they're in a bit of a contract discrepancy right now. Right. So, uh, who knows how that will get settled and who knows, hopefully he gets on the field for the jets. Um, but you know, to me, I think the jets will be, you know, heavy run game, you know, Rogers does a really good job in play action. He really does a really good job selling it. Um, so I think that's where they're going to kind of live and, and they're going to, you know, kind of go off of that. And I think again, similar to, we talked about with the, the Patriots, I think coaching wise with the defense, um, you know, you see such an influence of Robert Sala on that side of the ball that I feel that they can kind of mix and match who's in there. And it's just the scheme and the way they coach up and develop players is what's going to put them over the top. So, yeah, it may not seem sexy. And, yeah, you may have Michael Carter playing the nickelback, but you're going to have a, a really good aggressive defense who, at the end of the day, was really damn good last year. Um and at the end of the day, you know, you have a guy like Sauce Gardner who could lock up one side of the field. It's pretty good to have that luxury. So, um, and the again, the Jets will will definitely be tested this year. They're playing, I think, the most primetime games in the league, um, and that's something different for the Jets. You know, so um, hopefully they they do, and hopefully some of their key guys come back from injury and can can be there. What is the projection, Matt? Again, I forgot what you said for them. So 12, 12 and a half. Uh, same thing as as the Dolphins. Um, I will say the, the position that outside of edge, right, that mm -hmm. kind of scares me most on, on this defense is linebacker. Yeah, right? so like, CJ Mosley is a good player, but kind of you know has been in aggression for a little bit, also with the injury. Um, I like Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams is a very good player. Yeah, but outside of Mosley and Williams, there's really no one there. Yeah, and if Mosley starts going down or he's, his regression hits a bit more than, than you would think, who is playing? next to Quincy Williams that could play, right? Um, that's 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 the biggest question for me. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not even like, oh, there's like an average guy, but there's not. 
Like yeah. there's no one after those two guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that that's obviously a huge concern, but um, that, and that's part of the reason I would put this team more at a 10 win team. Um, again, I think 12, 12 and a half is, is still a little bit too much for me. Um, again, with, with their, with that AFC schedule, you know, Kansas city, um, you know, even the chargers, I think would give them a nice game. Um, I just, again, I don't know. It's a tough one for me. Um, Cowboys, I think would give them a nice game. Um, there's some games in there that I think are, are definitely, you know, surely winnable for them. The Browns, um, the Texans, of course, the Falcons, you know, the Raiders, that's low hanging fruit. That, those are games that are, those are can't lose games for the Jets, right? So, um, yeah, I think I, I would put them at that maybe 10 to 12, but 12 being a little too rich. Um, I would put them more at like a 10 and a half, 11. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. You know, um, I do think this, I, I, I'm, I do like 12 for them. I don't think it goes above that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a strong roster, but I, I can also see, you know, playing Buffalo, playing, uh, uh, my playing New England, who's, even though they're not good, we're not going to be an easy right. out. Like the, you're going to slip on a few of these places. Yeah. Um, the last one being Buffalo. I had them at 11 wins last year. They have 13. So I, I projected them to win the East. They did just better than I thought they would. Um, and this year I have them at 13 and a half, which I feel is pretty accurate, honestly. I think sure. Buffalo has has is tied with Philly with the strongest roster right now. Yeah. It, it's just, again, top to bottom. This roster is incredible. Um, yeah, it is. Like it's it's, and and this is saying that you know Josh Allen had a pretty down year last year compared to what we've seen of him. If he returns back to what we know Josh Allen can be, uh, you know this is this is like the best team in the league. It's just it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it Um, is. It is. Like uh, I'll go down to this is real quick. Uh, Running backs doesn't really matter. They have uh, two good ones with Cook and Harris, and also Nyan Hines, Uh, Diggs. And uh, Gabe Davis, that's a good two punch. Dawson Knox is, is a good player, and I know he'll probably be pushed out by by, by Dalton Kincaid at some point. Yeah. Probably not year one. It takes tight ends a little while to develop, usually about three years. So, yep. Don't expect Dalton Kincaid to, to replace Dalton Knox in year one. Um, this line is very good, especially that that left side, Dawkins McGovern Morse. Like that's a very good left side. Um, and then you know, right now, uh, Osiris Torrance isn't even projected to start. I, like that's how deep they are. Yeah. Like this, they have again, you know, eight linemen that I feel pretty pretty good about uh, on the offensive side. This offense is very good, and it's not perfect. But the thing is, you know, if Josh Allen can take one step, you know, back to what he was in in twenty twenty yeah. uh, in twenty twenty one, you know, this this team. Is is going to be the number one seed in the East, or in the in the AFC, let alone the East? Yeah, I think. I mean, looking at this roster, I agree. I mean, there's you, know, you talk about the offense. I I don't really see anything really that um, glaring. I maybe again, just to be picky, maybe wide receiver depth. Um, in that sense, uh, you know, Deontay Hardy, I think, is a pretty decent little pickup too that can play the slot for them. Uh, Justin Shorter is a guy who I actually liked who they they drafted 
uh, this year in the fifth round. Um, Osiris Torrens, I think, is going to come in and start right away a guard for them, who was, I think, a fantastic pick. Makes their O-line better, I think, than it was. Um, So that's that's impressive, Uh, I think. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. The biggest question mark, right, is replacing Edmonds at that middle backer spot. Um, They have Milano on the weak side. But I think Dorian Williams, a guy who they drafted in the third round, will be that piece that will come in and start. It is a lot to ask because to, to fill that void by, uh, you know, Edmonds is is going to be tough. Um, but if he can do that, you know, again, in that middle part of that defense, you know, you have guys who could rotate in and be, you know, pretty good uh, on the back end too of the depth piece. And then they were able to keep Poyer and Hyde together at the safety positions with Tredavious White and, and Kair Elam at the corner spots. Dane Jackson and, and, you know, Teron Johnson in the slot. And they have a lot of really good quality depth too. That's where it puts this team over the top. I mean, Naeem Hines is another guy that they have as a, as a specialist, right. Who can return kicks and punts and um, be another guy in the backfield. So super impressive. I think again, yeah, I think this roster um, is definitely one of those teams that it's, it's them and the chiefs. I mean, it is what it is. And of, of course the Bengals, but, um, roster wise, this, this is really tough to, uh, to think differently. I would put them over that, that threshold of the wins, um, easily. I think they're the team that, that wins the division. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, you know, Von Miller, Greg, uh, Greg Rousseau coming on has been very helpful with that team. Yeah. Uh, the biggest question mark for me is that Oliver, uh, he's not played to the level that I think anyone thought he would, yeah. he would play to now. Listen, uh, this is a big year for Ed, right? Like, no, he needs to step up and like play well. Uh, he's he's a plus player, but you, as you've seen now for the last five six years of of uh, the league, you need a very quality interior defensive lineman. Yeah, right. And like Ed's not there yet. Like he's by a tier below it. Um, Matt Milano at linebacker is phenomenal. Uh, the same problem that I have with. Um, the Jets linebacker depth's bad, right? Matt Milano, yeah. AJ Klein, good. After that, who the fuck is playing linebacker? Uh, is is a massive question mark because they don't yep. really have anyone good. Yep. Um, White, I like Trey White, but he also is like he came on strong in his rookie year and then went right off yeah. the cliff. And yeah, he kind of he kind of has plateaued, I would say. Right. So, um, you, I think you want White to play a little bit better. Um, so where it can go wrong for me is White doesn't play well. Milano or Klein, well, honestly, Milano gets hurt. That's a massive blow because he's like one of the best linebackers in the league. Yep. But even if AJ Klein gets hurt and someone else has to hop in, like Bernard or Dodson or, or Matt like that's not good. Um, and, and Oliver, like, just again, continues to just be like an average player. Uh, or if Von Miller, you know, he's if he doesn't, if he takes like a step down, right? Like, He's still yeah. an impact player. He's not like a, an elite player anymore, but he's still an right. impact player. If he drops down from being like an impact player to just a plus starter, yeah, like that's a massive drop. Yeah. Um, so, and not not saying that takes him out of playoffs, right? I just, I just think the AFC East can be so tight this year that everyone has to really play to their highest level. Yeah, um, and that's where it can go wrong. Where it can go right, Josh Allen. You know, goes back to being twenty twenty one. Josh Allen, MVP. Josh Allen. Um, and then I think they lock it up easy. So uh, to recap where I have it in projected wise, um, the Bills at 
at first 13 and a half, the Jets second 12 and a half, the Dolphins second a uh, third 12 and a half and New England at 7. Um where I think it does end up in the end I feel pretty I feel pretty confident about the Bills at 13. Yep. Um I agree. and then with the Jets and the Dolphins I think one's going to have 10 wins, one's going to have 11 wins. Probably I think splitting I think that's splitting hairs in my opinion, yeah. right? It, it is, you know. And I feel the one thing I will say about going to that conversation with that too is like the pressure of Aaron Rodgers, right? Especially for this front office, it's going to make or break them. And I know that that's low hanging fruit and obvious for me saying that, but again, that's even splitting hairs. Like the difference between them coming in second and third can be by a game or so. And it could again, make or break that, that whole future of that organization. And it sounds silly, but I think it really is a lot of pressure on this, this group. No, I agree. And in the end, I do think that all three of these teams make the playoffs. Uh, New England, Buffalo, Miami. No, mm-hmm. sorry, the Jets, Buffalo, Miami. Yep. Not New England. New England is probably drafting in the top ten next year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, where Miami and the Jets finish is going to be interesting. I think that's the one real wild card here is who finishes second, who finishes third. Um, and then – I think the Bills have a real shot for their number one overall seed, which they were in contention last year for it. Yeah. Um, so it would not surprise me. So this this division uh, is is pretty good. If for the Dolphins and the Jets, who do you think has a better shot to take the second seed in the East? Man, this is a tough question. I- I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins. You're talking about the number two seed in the AFC East, right? Yeah, in the East, not yeah. Not the East. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not I was gonna say not because I was say that's the, the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I would say the Dolphins. I'm gonna say the Dolphins. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Jets only because better quarterback. And I think when we're splitting yeah. hairs like this, where it honestly it may be down, down by a tiebreaker, like it may be like it may yeah. even have like they both like end with 11 wins. Um, I'll take the better quarterback, which is Aaron Rodgers over. To uh, I I do think Aaron Rodgers has been uh, essentially underrated at this point in his career, which which I find very odd, right? The man's a four-time MVP winner. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. gonna, he's, a, he's a first battle Hall of Famer. He's going to retire and go straight to Canton. Yep. Um, I think last year wasn't a great year. Um, and I do think that when you play for a team like Green Bay, when the year is not great, yep. you're easily forgotten about, right? It's not like you're playing yep. for a major market team. Sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks last year. Top 10, easily. Uh, and he's a season removed from the MVP. Yeah, like this this guy is still a top four quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, will he be a top four quarterback in twenty twenty four? Probably not. But right now he is. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Tua even comes close to scratching that yet. So I agree. Um, that's where I feel right now. I'm I'm excited to rerun these numbers in August. Uh, I I do think New England's probably going to drop to six. I think that's going to be real. Uh, and then maybe we'll see some movement between the Jets and Dolphins when we see some cuts and when we see injuries. Um, you know, there the teams that have a lot of depth; those are the ones that are always uh, scary in August, right? Because they have to cut yep. depth at some point, right? You have to cut somebody, um, so they might lose some points because they're cutting depth. Um, New England's kind of fucked with it, pretty tough, but. Matt, I appreciate you hopping on me, man. Yeah, um, sure. so I'll, I'll be back next week. Hopefully, hopefully, 
I'll get this out earlier next week on Wednesday. Uh, I will try to record these ahead of time. I got kind of caught up with stuff from World Day Break. Uh, Matt, if you're around, would love to have you. Um, I would say probably the NFC North will probably be the next one we talk about. Okay, right. Uh, So, yeah, I'll I'll hit you up. Appreciate you hopping on. uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll see you all next week.